here we go. Summer vacation in full effect here on Just Another Sports Podcast. Josh Smith is on vacation again this week. Uh, Alan Etzler was uh, going to join us, but uh, he had some personal business to attend to. But uh, Joe Ferraro, FMP sports writer, is here. I, Greg Swatek, am here, and we're going to have another uh, fun episode, uh, hopefully. Uh, Joe, how are you? Doing great. I'm just... Somewhat recently back from a vacation. And, yeah, uh, what, uh, yeah, you got to squeeze it. You got to so squeeze. You got to get it in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a slow time on the sports calendar, so it's a perfect time to take vacation. And yep, and you can't begrudge anyone for taking vacation. So uh, we're happy you're here. And what I wanted to do, because uh, you're as big a baseball fan uh, as I know, is I wanted to dive into some of these uh, pennant races with you because we have about yep. a month and a half left of the season uh, to go. The season ends at the end, end of September. And uh, now we're getting into the part of the baseball season where it's uh, really getting to be uh, crunch time. So sure, sure. So I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, on just uh, these races and how you think they might un- unfold um, uh, down the stretch here. Uh, Joe is also an avid collector of baseball cards. Uh, what is the most, <laughs> what is the best baseball card that, that you own? Oh gosh, uh, you're talking about uh, as far as far as sentimental value or, 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 or actual both, value? both, both, A- actual value, <laughs> like the coolest baseball card you own, like, and and also, yeah, the most valuable, and, and which one means the most uh, to you? Well, shoot, I mean, I I followed the Cubs, uh, you know, since the you know, you know, mid '80s, and so you know, Ryan Sandberg was was my guy, you know, growing up, uh, you know, the way he, he carried himself on. Uh, you know, very quiet and professional manner. So, so I've got his rookie card, you know, 1983 tops rookie card of, uh, of his. So that, you know, that means, you know, quite, quite a bit to me. And, you know, I guess, uh, in terms of, in terms of, uh, actual <laughs> value, I, I guess what recently, and, you know, you've got the Atlanta Braves, uh, coming up here with all, all their young talent and so really ever since the cubs won the world series i've i've gotten back into it and you know open packs you know here and there and so i got a a a one of one only one of these are made it's um it's a uh material you know relic card of it's actually um, uh, a, a quad relic is what, is what they call it tops heritage um, and it has uh, ronald acuna freddie freeman uh, Ozzy Albies and then um, and then Sean Newcomb on there, all all, all with uh, you know a piece of their jerseys and with these with these relic cards, some are are numbered to you know a hundred, some are numbered to fifty, some are numbered twenty five. This one is uh, is is a one of one, meaning there's only one out there. So. Uh, uh, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> hold on, hold on to that one for a while. Yeah. Where, where do you go to buy baseball cards these days? I, I don't, I don't notice them on store shelves uh, as much anymore. Um, well, it, it, I mean, it, it's done in several different ways. I mean, you know, that one, you know, you actually have to buy, you know, a a hobby box, you know, from a, you know, from card dealers in the, you know, in the area or or online. You know, I went to, I went the online route to get that particular card, the one of one, but. But you know, if you just want your regular baseball cards, you know, usually Walmart and and Target, you know, sell you know pretty much uh, most most everything that's out there. I mean, there's some there there are some versions of cards that you have to go you know strictly through uh, card dealers to get uh, brands like you know High Tech uh, among others. So. 
And um, do they still come with the stale stick of gum? No, it, no, 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 it, no. It, it, it's like no. cardboard. So. No, 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 uh, no, no, no stale gum. So and it's, did, it's, did you chew the gum growing up, uh, Joe? <laughs> you know what I did. I did. Yeah. I, I didn't care. I didn't right. care. I well, mean, first of all, it always it would always break into like two or three pieces as soon as oh, you yeah. like as soon as you like touched the gum, it would, it would like shatter into pieces. It was like it was like a piece of like. I don't want to say glass, but it was almost I'll, like that. Because I'll tell it, you it, what, yeah. I'm uh, I'm actually surprised to this day that uh, you know my my teeth didn't crack when I <laughs> when yeah, I right. chewed those things because yeah, it was beyond stale. It was uh, almost uh, stone like when you when you chomped it in your mouth. You're like, hey, this is gum. I, I don't care if it's stale. It, it's gum. And when you're a right. kid, <laughs> it, it sort of tasted like gum too. Yep. So yep. there wasn't that much difference, uh, sadly, when, when when it came to the taste. So, right, so right, you, right. So once so once you actually like crunched crunched into it, it, it was just like chewing a regular stick of gum. You, and you didn't care really how old it was. No, no, so. no, no gum in these packs. Less cards, and they they cost a little bit more nowadays. So. Right. So, so our teams are in the thick of the pennant race. So your yep. Cubs and, and and my and my Indians. Um, I, I I guess we could start there uh, in in the NL Central. You have the Cardinals who are, are playing very well. Uh, yep. You have the Brewers who are the, uh, the they won the division last year, right? Or, they sure did. Yep, yeah. it was a, a one game playoff. Right, that they uh, won. One sixty three. They beat the Cubs and they and they got the title and went to the. Uh, NLCS uh, lost in seven games, almost almost pulled it out. Right, there was the one game playoff, and then the Cubs had to play another one game playoff. Right, uh, uh, last year they had like two wild card playoffs. Were, right, yeah, wild card game and lost to the Rockies. Right, so. yeah. Um, so how do you how do you see the Cubs sort of faring in that division um, uh, uh, this year? You know what? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm a jinx them right now, but uh, I I actually like their chances. Uh, you know they've got. They got uh, Craig Kimbrell, and he was a pretty a pretty big piece, and you know a couple of other pieces. I, I think that uh, that have really strengthened uh, that team. Uh, they got another reliever by the name of uh, David Phelps, who's you know hasn't you know lit up the radar gun, but he's 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 getting outs, and so and then they picked up uh, Nicholas Castellanos from the Tigers, who's just uh, a really good hitter, a good good professional hitter, isn't going to wow you with you know the 450 foot blast, but you know, makes contact, doesn't strike out, and 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 drives in runs. You know, good good gap hitter gets a lot of doubles. So he's done a little bit of that uh, ever since they've gotten him. So I you know, I, I I like them to to win that that division based on all the pieces they've gotten uh, at the at the trade deadline. Yeah, and as of this recording, they have a three and a half game lead in, in the division over the Cardinals, over the Brewers, who are, I think are the yep. top or two of the top. They're Chasing the wild cards, obviously. Yes, and they're going to have to deal with the Nationals, of course, uh, who are uh, leading the wild card chase right now, yep. and and the Phillies uh, too. So it, it seems like it could be maybe those four teams for for two wild card spots. You know what? I'm I'm going to keep my eye on the uh, on the Mets a little bit here. Uh, you know they they've been hot, and there's going to be a point where <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna cool off as every team does when you win. Whatever it is, nineteen of twenty-five, or, or or however many games that you know they've won. I mean, they they've been rolling, and when you have uh, you know Degrom and Syndergaard, and now what today Zach Wheeler pitched a really good good game. You know they're they're getting some good starting pitching. So 
and they and they added Marcus Stroman at the at the deadline. So and he, yeah, he's, he's and, panning and, out. And everyone was questioning yep. that move. It's like if you're gonna if you're talking about trading Syndergaard, which they were, well, right. well, why are you adding another sort of frontline starting pitcher? So they didn't yeah. end up trading Syndergaard. They still have him, and they're only a game out of the wild card yeah. uh, as of this recording. Um, so yeah. the Nationals and the Phillies are in wild card position right now. The Cardinals are a game back. The Brewers are a game back. And uh, the Mets are a game back. Arizona's two and a half back with their with their all-star, uh, Cattell. Um, Marte, Marte. Uh, who yep. had an inside-the-park home run against the Nationals on Sunday. And then the Giants have had a surprising second-half run here. Uh, they're within shouting distance of the wild card. They're uh, four back, but but not totally not totally out of it. You wouldn't expect them to to make up that gap, but 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 who knows what yep. happens over this, la- this last uh, month. Well, the Brewers, I mean, they, they were one of the favorites to win the National League coming in. Like, what, what, what do you think's going on with them? I mean, they have one of the best players in baseball and Christian Yelich. Uh, good pitching staff, solid lineup. I mean, what's your take on the Brewers? Well, I mean, I, I think the bullpen uh, just isn't uh, as as great this year. And, and uh, actually, they, they lost their pitching coach to the Reds, uh, uh, Derek Johnson. So, you know, I mean, uh, Josh Hader, you know, really good closer, but, you know, he wasn't, he's not the same, you know, utterly dominant closer that he was a year ago. There's a couple of guys in their bullpen, um, Jeremy Jeffress, among others, who who just, uh, you know, haven't haven't been the same this, you know, this year. So they've given up uh, quite, quite, quite a few runs. So that's, uh, that, that sort of held them back uh, a little bit, uh, you know, hitting, yeah, you know, Yelich, uh, you know, Kane's uh, been solid. And then uh, they, they've added uh, Keston Hura, a highly touted guy in their system. So they're scoring enough runs, just, you know, the, the bullpen uh, and then uh, the back end of the rotation really hasn't done the job. In the NL East, I mean, it was the Phillies with 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 the offseason they had. They were they were sort of the talk of the division coming in. I guess they were seen as the preseason favorites in the NL East. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the Nationals, of course, with their great pitching staff and and their lineup, which is solid, uh, certainly. Um, and then you had the Braves, who were um, a, a very good team last year, and not a lot of people were talking about them uh, this year. And uh, you just mentioned all their great players on that on that great rare baseball card that you have <laughs> right. um, and, and now they're uh six games up in the division i mean that's yep. do, do you expect them to hang on to that lead i i think they will i mean they, they got so much talent uh, up and down that lineup and and also i mean really though this year you know some guys that really you know didn't do much last year you know the, the starting pitchers um, uh young guys you know mike soroka max Fried. these are these yeah, are guys soroka's under, like giving up a run barely over a run on right, the road right, right. like he's been an amazing road starter yep yep and, and so you know these are you know the one question mark uh something that's been talked about is that you know these are young guys you know by the time they get to october you know they'll uh, they'll have pitched well over 150 innings how are they going to deal with it you know after they've they've gotten to that uh, threshold, you know, are their arms going to hold up? I, I think, I think they're going to be, honestly, I think they're going to be fine. And so, but yeah, that, that pitching, uh, you know, the one guy I'm going to keep an eye on a, a trade acquisition deadline, Shane Green of the Tigers. Once they picked him up, I, in my mind, I was like, geez, they, they could actually uh, take down the Dodgers in the, in the playoffs. Cause he was, uh, with Detroit, he was you know a dominant closer uh, so far in three appearances. They added uh, Mark Melanson uh, too, and they added Mark Melanson as well, and he he's done a good job. Uh, for some reason, J- Shane Green uh, in three appearances, he's uh, given up at least one run in each of those 
those outings, which uh, is a little puzzling. Uh, when, when I see that, I think of, um, and uh, to a lesser extent, uh, the Cubs picked up a reliever from the Tigers, Justin Wilson, and he was lights out over there. For some reason, when he came to the Cubs, it just it just didn't work out. I don't know uh, the environment or whatnot, but um, if if Shane Green can turn things around, uh, if this is just an aberration, this little stretch that he's gone through, a rough stretch with which most relievers go through, and he gets back to what he was, I, I give him uh, a really, really good chance to, to go toe-to-toe uh, with the Dodgers. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking uh, Braves, Dodgers. LCS, uh, LCS. Right now, we'll, we'll see how how things work out. Uh, if uh, if the Mets make their way into into wild card, uh, you know, contention. Hey, I mean, I'll, I'll give them a good shot to to take down the Dodgers. We'll we'll see how it goes. How, how do you see your Cubs uh, faring against uh, one of those teams? Do Any they, other do, teams we mentioned? You, yeah, uh, it's, it's it's probably going to be the, you know, the Braves and and you know the Cubs. Boy, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'll wake them up by saying this. I mean, they, they they've just been horrible on the on the road this year. You know, twelve games under five hundred on the uh, on the road. I believe yeah, twenty one and, and thirty three. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, you know, for some reason they they're they're lights out at home, and they go on the road. They can't they can't win a, a close game to to save their life. So, you know, I, I worry about that and. And and the bullpen um, has been uh, you know a little bit of you know hit or miss lately with uh, the performances and also you know piling up injuries. Uh, Craig Kimbrell's on the DL right now with a with a knee issue. Uh, uh, Pedro Strope is just back uh, from a, a neck injury and he's he struggled a little bit this year. So so yeah, I, I worry I worry about the bullpen. Uh, the the Dodgers seventy seven and forty uh, as, yeah. as of this recording. Uh, most would say the clear favorite in the National League going into the playoffs mm-hmm. anyway. Not that they're unbeatable, like you said, but sure. but, the, but they're the clear front runners. Their bullpen doesn't seem to be what it once was, though. Nope. Uh, with with Kenley Jansen, he's not the closer he once was. Nope. And they don't just have that hammer at the, at, the, at the back end of the bullpen like, they, like they've had in recent years, and it's mm-hmm. gotten them to the World Series yep. a, 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 a couple of times. Is that... Their Achilles heel, their potential Achilles heel. I mean, their lineup's yeah. great with with uh, Cody Bellinger's having an MVP season. So, is is that the thing that will ultimately undo the Dodgers if they fall short of the World uh, Series? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jansen, and you know, he's he's still you know effective, but you know, when you when he's he's going up against you know offenses like you know the Cubs and the you know even the Mets if they if they go up against them, you know, the Nats. Uh, you know he's uh, he's blown his fair share of, of saves, and then uh, you know their their setup men um, you know haven't been you know very you know very consistent lockdown guys uh, you know so far this year. So yeah, that's uh, that that's the big question mark for them. And you know the past four years, I mean you know, you know I think um, Kansas City back in 2015 they you know they started it you know just this um, more of a reliance on the bullpen. And so it, it it continued with the Cubs and the Astros and the Red Sox, where you know starters. I mean, really since uh, Madison Bumgarner in 2014, you, you haven't had your you know eight innings or nine innings of shutout ball from from your best starters. Really, they're they're logging you know five to six innings, and that's it. So. So yeah, bullpen it's going to be huge. Yeah, because the, the starting pitching with Kershaw and Bueller, uh, the, the, yep. the lineup with Bellinger and Turner, and, and I mean, and all those guys. I mean, it, it's it's the best 
that on paper in, in baseball, really. Um, and, and then can that bullpen uh, hold up for them? So, yep. Uh, at the trade deadline, the Astros um, uh, made a move to, and got Zach Grinky. Uh, yep. To me, that makes them the clear front runners uh, to win the American League. I mean, maybe they were that already, um, but but the Grinky move sort of puts them in the driver's seat, and, and we could be looking at another Astros Dodgers uh, World Series. Yep, yep. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I I thought they were the favorite before they even got him. You know, now you know now they've got him and. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for for anybody to knock them off, and you know the the back end of the bullpen they they do have the guys uh, that <laughs> that uh, that have performed well. Uh, Ryan Presley, um, you know Roberto uh, Osuna as well. So so yeah, they're and now they by could far, try in a playoff series they could try Verlander, uh, Garrett Cole, Cole and Greinke uh, yeah. out, out there in a playoff series. Yeah, so. yeah, and and uh, yeah, they're by far by far the most complete team out there i mean when i'm looking for a team that is going to win, win it all you know maybe not perfect but you know clo- close to bulletproof uh, as possible they're their most complete team out there i think the team with the fewest losses in baseball right now is actually the yankees yeah uh in, in in the process of winning their 15th straight game at camden yards uh as, as we record this right and, and the yankees have a mashers lineup too that that anyone <laughs> would want to have but do they have the pitching it could really sustain them in the in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I I I really don't don't think so. I mean, that that ballpark, if if they happen to get the best record in the league, I mean, that'll you can give them a solid chance. I mean, just because you know Houston, even the year when Houston won it all, you know Houston won two games at home, lost three games. At Yankee Stadium, and then came back and won. Uh, you know, t- you know the two games in their ballpark to get to the World Series. I, I-, I think th- they need to get that that home field advantage throughout the playoffs. It's it's a real um, it's, it's it's quite the advantage for them. But if they don't get it, um, uh, boy, yeah. I mean, you you got you got guys like you know Masahiro Tanaka and you know James Paxton. Uh, really solid pitchers, but you know they're not going to strike any fear in in, in anyone. Uh, you know, with, with that rotation, that uh, that's for sure. And then in the American League wild card chase, it's really becoming three teams for two spots, uh, four if you want to count both the American League Central teams, the Twins and the Indians. One of them will win the division; the other will likely be a wild card. And then you have the Tampa Bay Rays, who have quietly had a really solid season. Yep. They're, they're about six or seven back of the Yankees right now. And uh, the Oakland A's uh, have played really well. So between the A's, Rays, and one of those AL Central teams, it looks like two of those three teams will get in the playoffs because there's separation between those teams and the rest of the mm-hmm. pack. And the, and the Red Sox are, are really have fallen out of it. I mean, they just got hammered over the weekend by the Yankees. Yeah. And are, are you surprised by that? A team that was so dominant last season and, and won the World Series has struggled so badly uh, throughout most, most of this season. Yeah, a, a, a little bit. Um, I think I think with uh, the way they handled things, I think they tried to you know <laughs> take the foot off the gas during you know spring training. You know, really limit the innings for you know their starters, really the whole, the whole pitching staff in, in general. Just so you know, because they they had a long season, and so um, uh, that 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 really didn't work out so well for for them. Uh, but yeah, it, it is a little bit surprising, you know, with the, with the lineup they have, the 
the pitchers they have and you know really they brought back you know their their key pieces from from last year Nathan Navaldi and and Steve Pierce uh, and and uh, you know all the other stars can speak for themselves, but uh, no, it's, uh, it's, it's it, 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 it is a little surprising that that they are where they are. You lose uh, you lose your edge. I mean, you lose that sort of that hunger yeah. once you win it all. That, that's what's one of the real dangers, and that's why it's so tough to repeat. Yeah. In, in any sport, because it, 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 it's easy to lose that edge and and, and just not come into the uh, season with the same mindset that it takes to win a championship. So. On, on some level, like you say, it's it's surprising that they're sort of a middling team this year. It, 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 on the other hand, it's not because just teams, they relax. They take their foot <laughs> off the gas, uh, another phrase you used earlier. And yeah, Go ahead. World Series hangover. Yeah, it is. Uh, it really is. So I really like what the Indians did at the trade deadline, adding a couple of uh, really good bats to their lineup in uh, Yasiel Puig, uh, who's batted cleanup for him ever since the trade, and uh, Franmil uh, Reyes, uh, who could be a great DH for him. That's that's was sort of their uh, missing component. Uh, they they, ne- they needed a good bat in the lineup. They added two, uh, and they got a couple of prospects as well, all for one player, Trevor Bauer, who's a talented pitcher, but but extremely inconsistent, and you don't know what you're going to get from him on a regular basis. So I, I sort of think that will put the Indians over the top. In, in the AL Central eventually. Uh, do you sort of see that? Yeah. I mean, once once they picked up those bats, I, I was thinking, geez, now now they can you know go toe-to-toe with the Twins. Uh, before, they didn't have the the depth throughout the, the lineup, as you alluded to, uh, to, to match up with them. And now – and now they do. Now, you know, uh, Trevor Bauer, I guess I have a you know slightly different uh, opinion of him. Uh, you know, last year he was, uh, you know, among the, you know, the best pitchers in the league. And, you know, this year he's he dropped off a little bit. But but uh, I he, think he, he's, I, he's solid. Yeah. But but you just don't on, on any given night he could throw a perfect game. Or he, or he could get shelled in True. to the point where he's heaving a ball over the center field fence. So, <laughs> so it's, it's I, just you, you, you never knew what you were going to get from Bauer on, on any given night, and he hasn't been real dependable in the postseason because he had the drone accident, which which <laughs> hurt the team. Even though the team made it to Game Seven of the World Series that year, their pitching staff was taxed at the end of that series against the Cubs just because Bauer wasn't a part of it, and. Uh, and uh, then uh, this year too, uh, he, he just you haven't been able to count on him uh, all, all the time. So I, I, I like what they did. Um, uh, the, the the Twins uh, the, the, they surprisingly didn't make a move at the deadline for any pitching. Um, and, yeah. and 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 will, will that will that they had like a ten or eleven game lead, maybe even got as high as twelve. Uh, I can't remember exactly. And now it's down to two. After the Indians swept the doubleheader today, and the Twins lost to the Braves, so um, uh, we'll 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 see how it shakes out in the division. But I but I but I like what the what the Indians did. So uh, World Series World Series, uh, uh, are you are you are you going to pick the Braves uh, to to take down the Dodgers? <laughs> well, I mean, if uh, you know, right right now, I mean, uh, again, I. I brought up Shane Green uh, as of right now, and hey, I, I reserve the right to change my opinion and see oh, sure. see how, how some of these players do. But you we, know, we won't hold you to it <laughs> right now. 
Uh, yeah, I mean you've got to you've got to go with the with the Astros and um, and the Dodgers, but uh, you know Shane Green of of the Braves. I mean if he somehow you know reverts back to the closer that that he was with the Tigers, uh, I'll, I'll change my mind and go Braves. Yeah, I, I think it'll be the Astros and the Dodgers too. Uh, the Indians could be a wild card in the American League just because of their pitching staff. I mean Clevenger's been great, Bieber's been great. He was the All Star MVP. They're about to get Corey Kluber back. Uh, probably before the end of August. So will Carlos Carrasco come back at some point? I mean, in in, in a series, I mean, having the, that kind of pitching could really, uh, really help you. Absolutely. Um, and, yep. and and with some extra bats in the lineup, I I think they could at least throw a scare into the Astros. But but no question, the Astros are the clear favorite to get there, and and, and probably will if, if I had to guess. And then so. and, and then the Mets, if uh, yeah, if, if they get that if they get that that spot and uh, and and actually win the wild card game, I'll I'll give, I'll give them a, a fighting chance against right. uh, against the Dodgers. Yeah, only the Mets could have this sort of drama where their manager's <laughs> been threatened to been. I mean. People wanted Mickey Callaway, the former Indians pitching coach, right. fired all season, and yet he might get them into the playoffs, and and they might do some damage in the playoffs. So, uh, so the New York drama, of course, uh, swirls around the Mets. So, sure. Uh, last week I talked about debuting a new segment, and uh, and the segment is called Greg's Bad Look of the Week, and it's oh it, boy. And uh, and the Orioles just gave me my my first uh, installment uh, of it tonight. It, bad look of the week. I mean, it's not catastrophic. It's not earth shattering. It's not really going to change uh, change anyone's life at all. But it's like, yeah, it's something that probably could have been rethought or done better, or we could have done without just in in general. And uh, the first installment. Of Greg's bad look of the week, we'll go to Chris Davis in, in, in the Orioles because Mass and cameras in uh, tonight's game against the Yankees caught Davis apparently going after uh, manager Brandon Hyde. Davis had to be held back by the pitching coach and, and, and a couple of his teammates and stuff. Uh, Hyde apparently said something to Davis after Davis came into the dugout after an at-bat. Davis didn't react well to it and, uh, <laughs> and had to be held back from really going after his manager. So... Uh, for a guy that struggled as much as Chris Davis this year, it's probably not the best idea to be going after your manager and and and, and having people look at you sort of in, in in this light. So, I mean, granted, Davis could have been crushing it all season, and it's still probably not the best thing to be going after your manager. But but again, when you struggled as much as he has, when you've taken as much criticism as, as Chris Davis has this season. Uh, going after your manager is probably not the greatest thing in the world to uh, to add to that long list of <laughs> uh, things that this season has involved uh, with him. Yeah. So to do it in, in in public fashion, I right? Mean, exactly. To, he could have just he, he knows the cameras are on him. Could so. have just gone up to him and say, "Hey, you know, I you know see me in the tunnel, you know, something like that." But uh, you know, Brandon Hyde, he's he's pretty you know level headed, you know, lo- you know loose guy as, uh, as right. well. So I mean. How could you? And, and now this is going to be a big story for a couple of days too. Yeah. Their their relationship. He'll be asked about both guys will be asked about it after the game. So this is going to be like a two or three day story. The relationship between Chris Davis and uh, Brandon Hyde, and it's just aggravation that Hyde doesn't need, Davis doesn't need, Orioles fans don't need. It's just it's just a bad look. Uh, so uh, so Chris Davis uh, is uh, provides the material for the first segment of Greg's bad look of the week. So. Well, Good choice. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see uh, 
some weeks there might not be uh, obvious candidates. So, 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 um, but I'll keep my eye on things and do some research and, and, and see, if we, see how long we can keep this um, segment going. But, but Chris Davis, uh, bad look of the week um, uh, with, with the Orioles going after manager Brandon Hyde. Um, speaking of bad looks, uh, Antonio Brown <laughs> is not in Raiders camp right now because apparently he has frostbite on the bottom of his feet uh, after uh, he didn't wear the proper footwear in a cryogenic chamber. Um, first of all, like doing those cryogenic chambers, it's like, like I, 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 I'm not sure what, what, what value there is in, in doing them. Granted, I'm not uh, super well-researched in cryogenic chambers, but it's like, why is Antonio Brown in a cryogenic chamber in the first place? And then if you're going to do that, make sure you're doing the right things and not, just not doing something as simple as wearing the proper footwear that, that <laughs> would seem to be pretty dumb. Yeah, I mean, you think of, you know, these, you know, uh, you know players with uh, performance-enhancing drugs. I mean, yeah, I mean, you've got these regulations out there. You should know what you're, you know, what you're putting into you know your body and so you know if you if you get caught guess what that's that, that's not a, a very bad a very, a very good look right. <laughs> speaking of bad looks oh antonio brown uh, was going to be my bad look of the week until, <laughs> until chris davis shoved him out of the picture so. right 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 but i mean uh, yeah i mean just this is the same thing i mean you you go into a, a cryogenic chamber you should know what you're doing and 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 you should know exactly how how you need to to enter that you know that chamber it's 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 that simple right i mean right and, and now he's missed most of training camp and he's with a new team uh he's, he's the most high profile player on the on, on the team um and he's just off to a bad start with the raiders because uh he's not getting acclimated with, with with his new teammates with his new quarterback uh Derek carr so uh, apparently antonio brown's kids were questioning like where's ben roth's <laughs> or, uh, they're they're getting used to his his new team and his new situation as as well. So yeah, uh, so it's just not not a great way to start uh, uh, your tenure with a new team by having frostbite on the on on, on the bottom of your feet. I mean, you, so you, you've got to know what you're getting yourself into. I mean, yeah, with with something like that, I, I'm sure he he was probably told or you know with something like this and yeah, All right. Uh, another bad look, uh, the NCAA, no, no, no stranger to bad looks. Apparently they're mandating, I don't even know how they could do this, but they're mandating that agents that represent players have college degrees and not all agents have college degrees, including Rich Paul, a, a very high profile agent who represents LeBron James, Draymond right. Green, Anthony Davis, right. number of players. He never graduated from college and yet he's one of the most well-respected and highly regarded agents in the game. So, so why does the NCAA care and, and, and how do they even get off enforcing that, that players, player agents have college degrees? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I just read the story that, you know, that announced this today, but yeah, it's a, it, it's a question. Uh, you have this requirement why do you have this requirement? I mean, what 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 does in, in their eyes what, what does having a 
a college degree, how how does that you know enhance your you know your your credibility? Your, yeah, you, you, your, you, your performance. You're either a good your, agent yeah. or a bad agent. It doesn't Absolutely. matter whether you have a college degree. I mean, as far as being an agent, uh, a lot of it is just is people skills and. You know, you don't have to, you know, go to college to, you know, to, to, you know, to be able to, you know, have that, you know, being able to establish relationships with people. You know, there's there's certain things uh, that you learn, you know, just just being out there, uh, you know, street smarts and and whatnot. Uh, that, that's not learned in the, in a classroom. It's just not. Right, and uh, LeBron and other players sort of think it's singling out most most agents have college degrees so so they're calling it the rich paul rule because it sort of singles rich paul out as the one guy who doesn't have a college degree and it it seems like the ncaa is trying to funnel his players away from rich paul for whatever reason it's like why do they care like what's what's the problem with signing with with rich paul so it, it seems just like a bizarre step for the ncaa to take why are they doing it why are they creating yet another negative headline for the all-powerful, all-controlling NCAA. I mean, it's just bizarre. And I think we've thrown the NCAA, we've had to have thrown the NCAA and, <laughs> and its executive committee or members on, on, on the boat before. But just in case we haven't, the NCAA gets gets and its executive leadership gets tossed on the boat this week for this, silly, this silly rule of, of requiring agents to... Um, to have college degrees, which is completely irrelevant. Like, like we said, you could either do the job well or you, or you can't, and it, it doesn't matter whether you have a college degree or not. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Um, do you have someone to throw on the boat this week, Joe? <laughs> I don't know if he's been, you know, been thrown out there. Probably, probably not, but, uh, you know, Pirates manager uh, uh, Clint Hurdle. He is know, not at, on the boat. You know, just after what happened in the, you know, in the, in the Reds, uh, pirates uh, brawl uh, and you know with you know one of his pitchers you know going uh, you know up and in you know on, on a player you know trying to hit uh, try, try, really going after his head uh, you know and you know the reason for that is uh, you know I actually watched you know so, some of this happen uh, in, in in a Cubs Pirates game I actually witnessed uh, in, in person and uh, Javier Baez of the Cubs got got pitched up and in two or three times and you know, Joe Madden went ballistic, saying, "Oh, the Pirates have a reputation for the for, for this, you know, this, that, and the other." You know, I kind of took it with a grain of salt. I'm like, "Okay, he's upset. You know, he's sticking up for his player." But uh, you know, Madden's point was, "Okay, uh, you know, th- this has been going on for a while now uh, with the Pirates. This is what they do. They go, they they headhunt." Uh, I, I I sort of brushed it off, uh, took it with a grain of salt. But now that it's happening again. Uh, okay, we, we we've got a paper trail going on at least at least in my mind. Who knows? Maybe there have been other games where you know they've gone up and in. But uh, I understand you know pitching a guy you know tight uh, you know in on the hands you know you know stuff like that. But to to go at somebody's head repeatedly, uh, I, I think I think it crosses the line. Yeah. So Clint Hurdle tossed onto the boat. So hopefully that, that doesn't affect your employment with 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 Ogden uh, newspapers. Never thought Joe. about that. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to retract uh, throwing Clint Hurdle onto the boat? So. Hey, well, I, I said it, so you know there uh, there it is. If, if if this is Joe's last appearance on just another sports podcast, well, we've just learned why. So um, because. Yeah. 
Uh, of course, the the owner of the company that we work for is uh, is, is Bob Nutting, uh, the, the owner of the sure. uh, of, of the Pirates. So, all right, uh, seen or to be seen? Uh, do, do you have a, Do you have a candidate uh, this week, Joe? Oh boy, the the, the obvious, uh, you know, tomorrow's slate of of preseason games, and you know, just you know, some of the you know the story angles. Uh, you know, obviously, it's it is meaningless football, but you know, I, I want to see some football. It's uh, it, it, it's about time. How do you feel about your um, Bears uh, this year? You know what? I mean, actually, a lot of people in Chicago, some of the sports are saying, oh, this defense could be better than it was last year. Uh, Last year with the addition of Khalil Mapp, it just uh, made everybody else around that defense better. Um, uh, I'm I'm uh, it's, uh, I'm in a wait and see mode because I mean they lost a couple of uh, key guys one, one of them being uh, Adrian Amos a safety who went off to the Packers so and and really uh, you know even before last year you know these Bears defenses when they haven't been as good uh, you know the safety play has been you know a little little bit questionable so. I'm uh, interested to see how how they do. I mean, offensively, I think they're you know they're going to be fine. Um, you like Trubisky as a quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's uh, yeah he's uh, you know solid, solid. He's not you know top ten in, in the league, but he, he also isn't going to uh, to lose games for you. He's uh, not bottom ten either. So. <laughs> right, right, right. He's not bottom ten right. either. So. You know, uh, enough. Uh, I wouldn't call him a game manager, uh, but uh, he, he he makes enough plays. Uh, you know, with his arms uh, and his legs. Uh, you know, just being able to escape the pocket—that's a that's a big thing. So, so so yeah. I, mean, I think they'll be they'll be decent. And then uh, now, now that I've said that, and, and all the injuries will pile up, and then uh, that'll that'll be out the door. Well, was the double doink that knocked them out of the playoffs that right. year, uh, last year? Was that one of your more painful? sports memories that uh, that was up there uh, you know definitely uh you know because i thought i mean i wasn't gonna pick them the you know to win the super bowl but uh, you know i thought uh they, they could they, beat they, the eagles right yeah yeah i mean I, I thought they could beat the eagles so you know whether whether or not they you know they could have beaten you know the rams that's a uh, again they, they beat them early in the regular season but to do it again uh, on the road i i i don't think I would have uh, could have seen that happening, but but yeah, uh, the you know the kicking uh, <laughs> that's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, how how that's going to shake out. Yeah, well, I too am looking forward to the start of the preseason. You should uh, be. A, lot, a lot of buzz around the Browns this year. I'm look, looking to uh, looking forward to seeing how they uh, they assimilate Odell Beckham into the offense and and just a lot of high powered players they have on offense and defense. So I'm excited about that. But I'm going to uh, do a to-be-seen, and we're going to go back to baseball because the Indians on Thursday start a big four-game road series in Minnesota with the Twins that they could go a long way in deciding uh, who's going to win that division. So the pitching lines up for the Indians. They'll have uh, uh, Mike Clevenger uh, start game one of of the four-game series. Uh, Shane Bieber will also pitch. So... This is a chance for the Indians to finally overtake the Twins in the AL Central um, and, and really make a statement. Or if it goes south for them, if things go badly, they, they could find themselves five or six games out, and that'll be a hard deficit to overcome in terms of winning the division. And they might be resigned to playing in the one-game wild, uh, wild card. So uh, a big baseball weekend uh, here in uh, early to mid-August, uh, Indians-Twins. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that series um, shakes out. The Indians have had the momentum of late. 
Uh, but the Twins have played a tougher schedule, so that so that could maybe factor into why that gap is closed so much. So, uh, so uh, a big uh, football debut with, with, with the Browns hosting the Redskins uh, in, in in Cleveland Everybody's on, on Thursday, action. right? Yep, Ravens host the Jaguars. Yeah, so. yep. Yeah, um, Eleven games, lot, lot, lot of football. Right, and and but I'm looking forward to the baseball and seeing if the Indians can finally overtake the Twins in the AL Central uh, with a good four game series in, in in Minnesota. So, all right, well, I I think we've uh, hit on a lot of stuff. Anything you wanted to add before we depart here? That's that's all I got, Craig. All right. Well, uh, hopefully, uh, Josh uh, will be back next week. Uh, he should be. And uh, Joe, we might have you back again because our, our, our numbers have been doing really well every every, every time you appear. Well, so it's not because so. of me. No. Uh, well, maybe maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll have to we'll have to do we'll have to break down the analytics of, of Joe's appearances here on <laughs> Just Another Sports Podcast. But as always, we thank you all for listening, and uh, we will see you back here next week on Just Another Sports Podcast. <laughs>